talk has changed now. I, I, I was going to talk about credit repair, but I think I just want to talk about us and credit worthiness within us, all right? Um, particularly those of us who are business owners. Um, for this reason, and I'm kind of just letting uh, let myself be guided right now. Um, in this room right now, I'm sure if we hashed it out for a couple of hours, we could truly impact the financial situation of each one of us and our generations that'll come after us. You know, if we sat down for 10, 20 hours and just said, hey, this is what I'm gonna do, my next paycheck, I'm gonna do this, 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 and this. Oh, Mel, she's gonna do this, 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 and this. Chris is gonna do this, 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 and this. And if we sat down, we'd really knock it out. And the thing that I've found is the organizations and the families who are really on top of their financial game have done that. They've had marathon sessions where they sit down over months and they plot, plan, strategize. And so I, I guess I want us to plot, plan, and strategize. All right. So if credit worthiness is part of that plot, planning, and strategizing, you know, I just met Diane. Diane, right? She doesn't own me from Adam. So she needs to really kind of vet everything that I said. You know, so you need to talk to Kay, <laughs> talk to Queen, you know, talk to Michelle. You're like, yo, is he really about it? Does he really know what he's talking about? Can I really trust what he's talking about? And then, all right, then Kay, well, refer me to five other people that know Seiko. So, I, you know, we got to do that level of vetting. Because if we are going to plot, plan, and strategize our resources together to change our collective situation, we got to know who we're dealing with. And that's kind of what your credit is. The people who have resources are looking at you like, can I really trust Kay to give me the money I need back? So if I gave, you know, um, if I borrowed $500 from Richard, right? And a few months later, I come back and be like, yo, man, can you just let me let all of that go? At $500, would you just let it all go? No. All right, 400 No. 300 310 no, I tried to go up. <laughs> I tried to go up. All right, two hundred. What's the mark where you gonna let it go? Yeah, ain't let it go. Let you pay me the money. I just had a conversation with a credit. I'm sorry, I cut you off. Unless you got a good, good reason. Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Oh. I mean, I got okay. Okay. Yet, so. so, what type of reasoning? You know, what type of situation would be good enough for you, for me to, you know, to. Because this me. is a hardship. I got this five hundred dollars is really preventing me from feeding my children. Yeah. You know, my wife's on my back. My family's looking at me like a deadbeat. I got some things I really got to do. Yeah. You know, what do I have to show you and prove to you so you can help me out? So you gotta show me what you've been doing for the past what was it five months for the five hundred. I got to know what you've been doing, and you gotta have a plan of how you gonna pay me this money back in X amount of days. I'm, I'm not trying to pay you back. I, I need you to forgive the loan. I know, yeah. I, I need you to forgive the debt. Yeah, I can't. I mean, at the end of the day, we walk away, walk away from it. You know, that's just at I the end of the day, it. we can walk away from it. Yeah, cause I'll take that loss. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I can't fight so, for it. 
Well, you know, <laughs> okay. So at the end of the day, at the end of a time period, you know, a day is a time period. So let's say the time period is what, seven years. Right. You can just walk away from it. So I just got to avoid you for seven years. Right. <laughs> or stay in contact with you, but not make any payments for seven years. Mm-hmm. And then after seven years, you're like, man, all right. Yeah, I'm going to have to let it go. Okay. If you let it go, what are you going to do to make yourself whole? I have to pay attention to the people I'm lending money to. In our situation, you're going to let it go after seven years. How are you going to make yourself whole? Because you did expend your resources for me. I don't know how to answer that question. I'm not really understanding what the question is. Mm. So I don't know. Okay. We often don't know what the credit is going through. We don't know what that credit is situation is. Now, most people that lend money have insurance on their money. Right. So part of the reason that they charge extorbitant you know, interest or interest at all is they have insurance on their money. So when people like me screw up, for whatever the reason, life gets in the way, yeah, I lose my job, you know, my child has a um, incurable disease that costs a lot, and the planning, strategizing, resources I have is just not taking care of the bills. You know, most of the creditors that we deal with have some insurance on their money. So a lesson to us is we need to insure our resources. You know, the banks are successful because of what the banks do. So I... I said I was going to change my talk because it's not just about credit repair. It's really about how we look at our situation so we can be as prosperous as Wells Fargo. We can be as protected as Chevy Chase Bank. And if we're dealing with some stuff, we know the way to get it off of our shoulders. Because at first, he wasn't giving no haps. <laughs> Richard was like, now nah, you got to pay your money. And then he let it in. I do have a soft heart. Yeah. All right. And the reason that he has a soft heart, if you were a true creditor, is because you have insurance on your money. Right. And you already sold it to Kay. And Kay is the credit, um, she's the uh, collection agency. Right. Kay owns collection agency. So I owed you $500. You're like, okay, I'm going to sell it to you for $300. You know, you give me $300. Now Seiko owes you $500. All right. And now Kay is going to be calling me gonna be showing up, you're like, yo, you need to pay your money. Right. You know, you owe me, you gotta pay this debt. She's not necessarily gonna say that she bought the debt. She's gonna say that she represents Richard's company. All right, right, so now I'm thinking I'm dealing with Richard's company because I'm dealing with a representative of Richard's company. I'm like, man, Richard's not letting me get off. I thought I was gonna help me out. Oh man, I'll pay him a little $25, get him shut up. All right, I really didn't pay it to you. You already got paid $300 from K. I'm paying it back to Kay. You know, she got her $500 for $300. That's a pretty good deal. If I pay 150 of it, and then seven years later, after I haven't made any payments, she never gets another dime from me. She already had insurance on her money. You had insurance of your money. You both made money off of me. And we got the money that you And my credit is shot. So what I'm saying to us is with our businesses. Make sure you have proper insurance on everything that's a resource for you.
So you can make money if your customers mess up or not. Can you elaborate on that, especially if you're not a product-based business, if you're maybe like a service-based business? How do you sort of on that? Uh, find an insurance agent that specializes in your realm of business, mm -hmm. and they can show you how you can place um, insurance on your service. Mm -hmm. um, here's an example. I have a disc jockey company, all right, do wedding receptions, corporate events. Uh, we started in 1990 here in Hampton Roads area. I'm old. <laughs> I'm old school. Um, uh, so I have a 50% money back guarantee. If you're not totally satisfied, I'll give you 50% of the money back. Done it once. Used to have 10, D 20 DJs under me at one time. We were really kicking when we had 10. 20 was just too much. I, I didn't know how to scale well at that time. I wish I would do it now. I be in a much better place, but now I don't want the headache. But back then, <laughs> I did have a number of DJs and we had a 50% money back guarantee. Uh, our CPA said, take this money, put it in an account that gains interest. I did what he said. If a client is unhappy, you take money out of that account, you pay him back. Your money's been growing in this account the whole time, so you're really not losing anything but the money you put aside. And if you don't use that money, take a section of that money at the end of the year, pay yourself. You were such a great manager of the firm and the services, you deserve some money. You deserve renewing your, renew, you deserve to get paid because you took care of stuff. That's one way that we do. Now, if I were in that situation now where I had a number of staff, now I know what's up on me and I, I do my stuff, so I don't even worry about it. But when I had other entities providing that same level of service or a similar service, not necessarily to the same level, um, <laughs> I had bigger worries. Now I don't have the same level of worries. So depending upon your risk, you have to handle that investment a little different. Does that make sense? It does. All right, so I guess my answer in short is whatever service you provide, find somebody who ensures that level of service start off with a small policy go to a larger policy because you never want bad things happen you know I, i'm late here today you know if, if, she, if she was paying me she should be paying me. <laughs> if she was paying me i would have to give her some type of discount right now i'd have to give her a refund all right which leads me to another conversation <laughs> if you get a refund something went wrong we let that marinate for a second if in April you get a refund, you did something wrong. If you get a refund from the IRS, you screwed up. So, you have a business. You pay your taxes. The IRS gives you a refund because you overpaid. That money that you overpaid could have been sitting in an investment account gaining more interest, you shouldn't get a refund from the IRS. If you get a refund in any time, something went wrong. So, this leads into the credit repair piece. Uh, so, I do credit repair as one of the services that I do under my consulting firm. So, I have Positive Vibes Incorporated, which is my entertainment firm, Positive Vibes Consulting LLC, which is my consulting firm. 
Um, in my consulting firm, I do a couple of things, and Kay, I, I mean, uh, Queen, at the end, I want to talk a little bit about some of the other stuff. Okay. okay. But for right now, um, so I'm connected and I'm an associate with a company called My Econ. All right. I'm not trying to recruit nobody tonight. <laughs> we put that on the floor. My Econ does have a multi uh, level marketing platform. I like the service, that's what I use. One of the things that we do with My Econ for free is we do what we call a W 2 look through. We're going to look over your W 9, I call it W 2 because it sounds better. You know, uh, I look over the amount that you're having deducted from your employer. And I say, oh, you're probably getting a refund every year of around $4,000 based on the amount of money that you have being deducted from your, um, your paycheck. What if you had that $4,000 in your pocket and all you did was give the IRS paperwork, they don't give you a refund and you're not making an overpayment. We just put $4,000 in your pocket, you're able to use that to pay down your debts. So I call it a W-2 look through, but really I'm kind of looking at your W-9. Um, so what I'm saying is there are strategies and resources that all of us have to get us out of our current bad situations. Um, I totally believe that the Almighty, no matter how you look at the Almighty, all right, provides us with talents and abilities and personality that will help us to get out of any bad situation that we are in. Right? I agree that. I believe that. So, you have the resources right now without getting a second job, without getting 15 more clients, without doing anything to get more in. You already have the resources within your current lifestyle to get yourself out of whatever situation you're currently in. So, we can do a W-2 look-through. I know it doesn't sound right as a W-9 looks fine or some stupid like that. But, and you'll find the money that you're already giving the government. They're investing it. They're doing things with it. Then they get it back to you, what? Four months later, six months later, a year later, year and a half later? That money could have been working for you. It's working for our country. I love that. But it could be working for you. Um, one of the other things that I do with my consulting company is I do real estate investing. And one of the ways I got into real estate investing is I took money from one of my IRAs, one of my individual retirement accounts, and I moved it into a self-directed IRA, an SDI. So normally in an IRA, you put money away you know, at your employer and stuff like that and they put it into the stock market and your money grows. But you can't say other than I want to invest in this company, I want to invest in this company, I want to invest in this. You really don't get a chance to say I want to put my money here outside of the stock market. So you can determine what stocks you want to go into, but you can't say I want to invest in in Kay's business. You know, I can't say I want to invest in Sierra's business. Unless you put in a self-directed IRA, which means you self-direct your resources. So I took my money out of self-directed, I mean, out of my IRA, 
put into a self-directed IRA, which allowed me to write myself a check to do investments with. So when my wife and I see a property that we like, that we think has enough equity after we fix it up, that it will be very valuable and very profitable, we take the money out of my self-directed IRA, I invest it into that property, I take some of the profits and I put it back into my self-directed IRA, some of the money we get a chance to keep, some, some goes back in the IRA and we look for the next property. My point is, you already have the stuff to get yourself out of whatever you're in. So you had a question. There are a couple of companies we use Equity Trust. All right. I'm not saying they're the best. I'm not saying they're the worst. Uh, but just to be honest with you, I was going through a couple of seminars, and a person from Equity Trust got up in one of these seminars and said, "This is what we do." And I said, "That's what I'm looking for." I'll start off with them, <laughs> and I'll give them a shot. We're going to give them a couple of years, and then we might switch it up. There are two methods to that. One is a checkbook method where you have the checkbook, and you, you have total control over writing the checks. The second one is where they're the custodian, and they make sure that everything is done in compliance. All right, I have a custodian account because I screw up all the time. <laughs> I mess up. I, I, I mess upwards. So I make mistakes a lot. Um, so I wanted to make sure I had a custodial approach. Let's get back to the credit repair. My point was, doing the W-2 look through allows you to realize you already have the wherewithal to get yourself out of debt. Okay, let's go back to the conversation I had with Richard. When you're doing credit repair, you're having this level of conversation with a creditor. You're like, yo, I'm having hard times. What will you do for me? And you have the knowledge that they've already insured the amount of money that you owe them. So it's not out of their reach for them to give you a break. So if I know that if I ask Michelle for a dance to the party, she's going to dance with me, I'm definitely going to ask her. All right? The same way. You already know they have their money insured, so ask for the discount. Ask for the break. They already have it taken care of. They're already good. They already made a profit from you. Make sense? Okay. So, in the flyer, Queen talked about that I was going to talk about the letters you write to the credit agency, you know, the debtors, so you can get your amount reduced. You go online and find the language that you need to use to get, uh, you know, Montgomery Ward. They're not around anymore. Um, are they? I don't know. I don't shop. I, I, I don't shop. Who's, a, who's somebody that, oh, I don't want to get in your business. Let's say Centera. All right. Medical debt is really challenging because they make it challenging. Will they reduce the amount? Yes if you talk to Centera. So, if Mel calls me up and she's the company that works with Centera as a collection agency and says, hey, you owe Centera this amount of money and I'm here to help you pay them back. I'm like, oh, Mel don't work with Centera. She works with a company that does collections for Centera. Mm -hmm. Well, what bill do I owe Centera? Oh, then I call Centera and I work out a deal with them. 
and then they're going to fire Mel's company on that particular account. And now I can work with Centera, and based upon my situation, I will have an easier time working out a deal with Centera than I will working with Mel. Does that make sense? So, I know you can Google the language that you're going to use. And I'm not going to give you the language because I've found that the more that you're determined and the more that you have contact with your creditors, the more likely they are to give you a break. And that break might be more time. It might be restoring the negative things they've placed on your credit. It might be that they're going to reduce the amount you owe. It might be they just write it all off. There's a couple of things they can do. They have some discretion and just keep in mind they have options, all right? The important thing is having the conversation with them. So you can say, according to uh, statute 15B da, 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 of the Virginia Code of Ethics relating to debt, da, 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 da. you can go through all that. They already know the law. They know it better than you do. If you tell them, I'm having a hard time, I can only pay half of what I owe you, but I need to have my credit repaired uh, in a better shape so I can get some better jobs and I can pay you this amount of money. So if you want me to pay you back, you got to work with me. If you have that conversation over three and four times, however you write it up, you don't have to quote statutes, however you write it up, around the third or fourth time you're going to have some changes. Now, if when I was talking with Richard, I asked him to totally wipe off my debt more than three times. And we got to the point where you said, sure, we'll just walk away from it. After around the sixth time I asked you, right? It didn't happen the first time. That's how it is done with creditors. So when you're writing those letters, and I have the letters, I can share them with you. Um, you can Google them, you can find them, you can eat, you know, you can find the language. But keep in mind, it takes more than one time. It's not necessarily going to happen the first time. The first time, he's like, hell no. Well, he didn't say hell no, he was nice. That's, <laughs> That's what he thought. <laughs> um, so it takes a while, but you can do this. And here's the great thing. You can do it on your app. So, one of the things that I do with my clients, and I'm going to bounce around a little bit. Tell me when I run out of time, because I can talk all day. All right. I have a client right now that I just fired. Uh, she's a great person. But I had to fire her as a client. Uh, and it helped out me, and it helped her out as well. So, she was paying me to do credit repair and I was doing a lot of different things I got some of her uh, some of her loans knocked off I got some of the amount that she owed the hospital reduced I got uh, some of her old addresses removed getting old addresses actually boosts your score mm -hmm. all right so I even put her on one of my trade lines she's on two of my trade lines I'll talk about trade lines in a second. That's something I do for my clients. Um, but I kept saying, hey, every time I read your new credit score once a month, because what I do with my clients is once a month, I review their credit score and I write down the things they need to do to boost it 
along with me. Her score kept going down. And it kept going down because she kept getting new debts. So I realized after about six months, it's going down for four months. She don't need to pay me right now. She need to pay that money towards the debt. So I kind of fired her and hopefully she'll kind of get it together. Um, if she looks back at the old reports that I provided her and she does the things I tell her to do, she'll get back to a baseline where then I can help her to get the score that she wants so she can get the property that she wants. The challenge with paying somebody, like Michelle just talked about, is the client. Sometimes, and I'm not talking about you specifically, I don't know your situation. Um, I think the world of it, so I doubt you're that type of client. But sometimes the clients mess themselves up. So my point to you is, if you're really serious about credit repair, there's two things you gotta do. You gotta be aware. You gotta stay on top of your information. So, I had a, <coughs> a 775 credit score. Uh, a month ago it dropped down to a 725. And I was like, what the heck? And my son hit me with a text like, yo dad, my credit score dropped. So my son's credit score is attached to some of my trade lines. He's in college. <coughs> so he's like, yo dad, my credit score, he, he stays on top of things. So I looked into it, it's like, yo, why did this, oh, I missed paying one of my creditors for three months. They dropped down the amount of money that was my credit limit. So it started off as 5,000 and went down to like 2,500. That drop, in addition to late pays, messed my score up. Once I realized it, paid them off, everything went back to zero, didn't owe them anything. Called them up, hey, did you get my payment? Yeah, everything is square, everything's back to zero. Raised my credit line $6,000. Well, we gotta do a credit inquiry, please do. And if you do the credit inquiry, what are you gonna give me as a credit, as a uh, line of credit? Well, we're gonna, no, no, I, I need you to give me $6,000 as a line of credit. You're gonna get paid from the credit inquiry. I understand how this game works. And I'm gonna use your product. So you gotta give me $6,000 or I'll just keep it where it is. Cause I'm happy. I've been a customer of yours for what, a few years now. You can see I had a perfect score before. This is your game to lose. I have $6,000 credit limit right now. My son's score is back, so. I'm happy. It went bad because I had it on auto pay and because I didn't owe them anything for a while, after six months, the auto pay ended and then I used the card again and totally forgot. It was only $55. <laughs> but I wasn't doing what I told you to do was I wasn't being aware. When I stopped being aware, it hurt. It hurt my son. And uh, everything's Gucci now, or FUBU now, I don't like using Gucci. Um, but FUBU just don't sound right, you know? Okay. Um, so, here's the deal with credit repair. If you have somebody do it for you, don't do things that are detrimental, that are going to be averse to the work that they can do. All right. Second thing, be aware. 
Look at your credit uh, report. You can go on a Credit Karma. That's a great way to start. I use that with all my clients. Get a Credit Karma account. Credit Karma will tell you exactly what you need to do. It'll say, hey, you're not on enough trade lines. Get on somebody's trade line. If you're one of my clients, if that shows up on the Credit Karma report, I put you on one of my trade lines. I have six of them, all right? Um, getting that on that trade line will make the score go up there. Uh, one of my other clients, he has 10 medical bills that we've worked on, worked on, and worked on, but they're silly because they're like $50, $100, $25. So every month when I do his report, I say, pay this person $25. It's going to bump up your score 15 points. And so if you're simply aware by looking at your credit karma report, it will tell you exactly what you need to do yourself to fix your credit. But being aware costs. <laughs> that means you gotta pay attention. So Credit Karma and some of the other platforms give you notifications and they'll tell you exactly what you need to do. All right. Now, if you're like, I'm too busy, I need someone to do it for me, you can find a person like the uh, person Michelle uses or my company um, and what we do is you go to Credit Karma, give me a copy of your report. It doesn't have your identifying information already. They're already redacted. So it won't have your birth date. It won't have your social security number. It'll have your name. I look that up and down and my team and I will say, okay, he or she or they need to do these things. And once they do these things, their score will go up to this point. Once they do these things, it'll go up to this point. Once they do these things, it'll go up to this point. Anybody that you go to who's going to do credit repair, they should do a first look and tell you what they're going to do before they do anything, before you pay anything, all right? But it's as simple as going on Credit Karma, seeing what they recommend for you to do, and doing those things. And it comes down to either negotiating with your debtors, paying some of the debts off, or letting them lapse. After seven years, it can fall off your credit report and you don't have to owe them anything. After that seven years, you may have to contact them and say, hey, it's over seven years, haven't paid you, you gotta get this off my report. And begrudgingly, they're gonna act like they're begrudgingly taking it off your report. But the truth is, they already profited from you because they had insurance on their resource. So back to my initial point, is whatever your resources are, place some level of insurance on your resources. If it's service-based, if it's product-based, if it's a mix of the two, find the right strategy to protect your resource because you need to scale. We need you to scale. We need you to scale. We need you to have employees. Being a solo entrepreneur is cool. Having employees serves our community better. So when Uncle Ray Ray or Aunt Josephine come out of the lockup, they have something to go to. Powerful people can employ themselves and anybody else they want to employ. Valuable people work for powerful people. So if you have a job right now, I have a job. If you have a job right now, you work for somebody powerful who can provide something tangible, a job. And then we have people who have little value where people who cannot can, you know, hold on to jobs and hold on to resources. It's good having valuable people, but valuable people can only pass on being valuable. 
So my father and mother can only say, go to school, get a good job, have a good resume. That's what I did and you'll be okay. Powerful people can say, hey, you've been screwing up for the last five years. Here's $5 million. Here's the job. And you see that with rich people all the time. They take care of their kids, their family, whoever they care about, even after they screw up. We need more employers. So my prayer for each one of us in here is that within the next two years, we have 20 people under our employer. Just imagine how powerful this room could be if we had 20 people under our employer. And I think my time is up. Peace out to Brooklyn. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you have any questions, you have my card. Because I'm not giving all the game away. I'd love to meet with you and see what I can do to help you. I don't know if you even have time for questions because I started making it. Yeah. Uh, we do? Quick second. Okay. What was the trade line? Oh, um, credit card. Oh, okay. okay. All right. So <laughs> I have uh, a trade line with Discover Card. I have one with Wells Fargo. I have one with Chase. I have one with CityLine. And some of those, like, Discover card, I can put five people on that card. Okay. And what I'll do, I'll put Chris, whatever your last name is, on the card. I don't even know, I don't even need your um, social security number. I just need your name, full name, and date of birth. Put you on my card, they can make you an authorized user, but I have it set up so I have all the alerts. Anytime something happens on that card, I have to approve it. You're not getting the card. They're gonna mail the card to me and my address, and I'm gonna take it, I'm gonna shred it. <laughs> <laughs> so you never get a chance to use it, but now on your credit report it says Chris has this history, and the history that you inherit. Let me let that meditate. I mean, um, yeah, the history that you inherit from me is all my good payments and the long time that I've had credit. So my son, who's 21, has 25 years of good credit history. Huh? Yeah. Yes, sir. You see how that works? Yeah. I sell people on that. How much you charge? I'm oh, sorry. It depends. It depends. And I don't want to get into numbers here. Yeah. Um, but I can say it's a, it's a reasonable amount. Yeah. All right. You have my card. Hit me up. Let's talk. Hopefully that was enough to wet your whistle. <laughs> and hopefully that was enough for you to start doing some things yourself. Main thing, be aware, get a Credit Karma account or one of the other platforms. It'll tell you exactly what you need to do to fix it yourself. If you're unsure, if you need help, holler. Any other questions or? Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you.